What's up, NBA fans? We're in the middle of July. The WNBA season is in full gear, but the NBA season is basically on pause as the free agency madness has come to an end. Draft speculation is long gone. Um, and But we're still roughly, what, Sean, two months away from the start of the regular season? month oh, and a half man. from the start of the preseason? <laughs> this is the doldrums of sports world for me i mean football hasn't started yet so we're not fantasy and we're about as far away from the nba season as we can possibly be both from last being far away from last season and being far away from the next season and the the news stories they're far and in between but luckily we we were able to find some good ones for for this podcast today yeah we'll talk about some of the the free agency last minute signings that were made um break down some uh i guess tmz style headlines with uh, draymond oh. green and tristan thompson uh <laughs> kobe bryant rather working out with with the enemy uh boston celtic rather than a los angeles laker we'll talk about that um yeah so why don't we just get started right away here we don't have any trivia question this this week um yeah, I guess. That's fine. Yeah. Well, let's get started with this one, though. Clint Capella agreeing to re-sign with the Rockets' five-year, $80 million. We knew this was going to happen at some point. There was no way the Rockets were going to let this guy walk away after letting a couple of their guys from last year walk away. Um, they needed some youth, but they get Clint Capella. The per-year amount, I think, is insanely I don't know what words to describe it. I just think it's such a good deal for the Rockets. I have no idea how they got away with this. Uh, $16 million a year. That's a, a yearly salary less than Jabari Parker and Zach Levine. Substantially less than Chris Paul, who is ba- <laughs> almost an entire, not a decade, older than Clint Capella. But or are we looking at a decade, actually? Yeah, about we, a decade. About I think a Chris decade Paul's 32. older. But, I mean, it's Chris Paul, man. You're really going to try to give Capella a near amount to Chris Paul? He's means way less to this team than Paul does. I just can't believe he didn't even get to cr- – he's not crossing the, the $20 million a year line. Like, it's insane to me. But Clint Capella, he's a Houston Rocket, and it's huge. Um, But the Houston Rockets might still not be as good as they were last year. Yeah, I mean, you did lose Ariza. You lost uh, Luke Richard, and you have – a uh, guy we're about to talk about pretty soon here, Mello, coming into town. We'll see how that plays into their chances. But I think, yeah, with Clint Capella, they played a big game of chicken with him, and they <laughs> won out. They they knew that nobody had really the cap space to sign this man to a long-term, like, huge deal like he wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they were able to offer him a five-year contract, which that's a lot of years. And when you're looking at that much guaranteed money, uh, it's pretty hard to pass up when you're looking at your dwindling options when you're Clint Capella. And you're like, well, I mean, what if I get hurt or maybe I don't produce as well in the future? Um, maybe I get injured or something. Um, and to, to lock yourself in for this much money, uh, I think it, it's a it's a conservative investment in himself. Um, he obviously isn't thinking he's going to become the next big thing. But, I mean, it's good money for this guy. He's young. Like this, That's this true. is some good money. Not everyone can get Devin Booker money uh, in the early twenties. That's that is true. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, he took the. I mean, he probably really wants to be a Houston Rocket as well. Because I, I almost thought he was gonna go for it and and test the test that unrestricted free agency market next year for himself. But who knows? This year, just there was no love for front court players um, in this restricted free agency 
market. Somehow Zach Levine ended up being the restricted free agent that got <laughs> the bag thrown at him. Right. I mean, you look at like guys like Julius Randle that got yeah. like two years, eighteen million, like nothing for what it seemed like he was worth way more than a Jabari Parker or Zach Levine was worth at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's hard to compare those guys to this deal because the deal Capella got is good. But True. the deal that Parker and Levine got, like, the Bulls are just idiots for <laughs> making that. So, like, Capella can point to that and be like, hey, guys, like, this is what the other unrestricted free agents are getting that, like, they're the, around the same age as me and I've outproduced them. Yeah. But also, it's like, well, sorry, Clint, like, the Bulls are just dumb for doing <laughs> that. We're not going to be dumb like them, you know? <laughs> True. And Zach just got extremely lucky that the Kings actually – throughout everything right at right from the start <laughs> right yeah yeah the kings made this deal initially and the bulls felt like they needed to keep zach levine around for some reason yeah. not really sure but yeah i mean now that this team is cemented as having capella on it i mean we're looking at them being the top contenders to beat the warriors now again aren't we uh that's where i kind of am not in agreement here i think i think Ooh. okay c is still the i mean after this Carmelo Anthony trade here, I think they're the biggest competitor to to the Warriors. I think the Rockets losing Trevor Ariza, losing Baba Mute, um, and some of these other guys, and bringing on Michael Carter Williams, which is uh so 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 very so yeah. so yeah. I, I think this is team is looking at being the third or fourth seed coming out of the West. But I mean, Ooh. hey, if great things happen in the playoffs, maybe that's that's certainly not a bad position to be in to to. You, face the Warriors in that second round potentially upset them I guess or maybe make it to the Western Conference Finals if the seeding plays out that way yeah true so so if you think OKC is gonna possibly be that contender let's let's take a look at the trade that they made uh Mm -hmm. earlier in this week to uh kind of see where they're at right now so they completed the trade of getting rid of Carmel Anthony's stupid contract (laughs) and they gave up a 2022 first round pick uh, to the Hawks, and in return they get Dennis Schroeder from the Hawks, and they get Timothy uh, Luawu <laughs> Cabarro from the Sixers. What a name! What right? a name! I, I wish you you had pronounced that. I was one gonna too. say, I'm glad that you took that shot because I I'm not. I don't know if I could have. I would have just said TLC. I would have said TLC from TLC. the Sixers. TLC, dude, is that his actual nickname? No, that's some. I would give him a nickname hey, in order to avoid pronouncing that- his name. <laughs> We're, well, dude, I like that. Works out really well. We're gonna call this man TLC. <laughs> if he if he does anything noteworthy, we're calling him that from now on. <laughs> but yeah, as another part of this trade, uh, Mike Muscala also goes to the Sixers uh, from the Hawks, and now Carmelo Anthony's been waived from the Hawks, and he's gonna be signing with the Rockets. Yeah, uh, this is a great trade. Sam Presti worked his magic because they could have easily just stretched Carmelo, and for a while it seemed like that's what they wanted to do but they bid their time and they waited this far into the summer to see if anybody was willing to trade pieces and thankfully for them the Atlanta Hawks just were tired of Dennis Schroeder Uh, (laughs) this is a dude who is actually he's fairly young 22 years old he's good he's a competitor but um I mean take it as you want he's a great he seems like he's a great prospect he's got a lot of potential to be a good basketball player and he's on a pretty good contract as well uh, for a couple years but the other side of it is the reason he was traded despite all that is because 
he seems like he might not be the greatest guy. Let's <laughs> dive into his history here. Last year, he was arrested for battery assault oh. uh, after getting into an <laughs> altercation with somebody at a nightclub. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks suspended him there. Um, and then after that, he missed two practices after vacationing in his native Germany during the All-Star break. Uh, hmm. And this is also a guy who basically gave the Atlanta Hawks an ultimatum saying he wanted to be a starter in this league, which kind of forced, well, not forced the Hawks, but forced them to basically choose whether they wanted Schroeder or Jeff Teague a couple of years ago. So right. this is a guy, I guess you could say, has some personality, has quite the heavy personality to deal with. But, I mean, he, he was also in Atlanta, which wasn't a very good team. Um, obviously, they were consciously tanking as well. So, if you're Oklahoma City, you're taking a little bit of a risk here by trading for this guy, and you got him on your team for a couple more years. But at the same time, you're getting rid of Carmelo Anthony's humongous contract and that luxury tax <laughs> bill that you that was going to sit on your lap. Right. Yeah. This is this is a huge deal for mm-hmm. OKC. This is this is Timothy Mozgov levels of good, maybe <laughs> even better. I think this, better because you didn't have to give up a like the Lakers gave up a D'Angelo Russell in right. that deal. Yeah, true. Yeah, the OKC didn't have to give up anybody, and they get a guy that can back up Russell Westbrook probably better than anybody really has the last few years. I mean, yeah. going into the year, we were looking at Raymond Felton being the backup again, <laughs> and he's man, he's aging quite a bit over the last few years. I'm he <laughs> only because OKC is so far over the cap. That's the only reason that man still has an NBA job. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like he should not. He should not be there, but. Now you got a super young guy in Dennis Schroeder can be tutored by Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's great for the Hawks, too, because they, they signed Trey Young to their, yeah. his rookie deal. And now they have him and Kent Bazemore. And they even have Jeremy Lin there now. So that, that backcourt is looking pretty crowded. <laughs> um, you're able to get rid of your guy who's probably one of the more problem players off the court, which, yeah. is, all, which is always a positive. Yeah, um, You don't really want that on your record. Yeah, more than yeah, I think yeah, just as as a bench player, he's gonna thrive pretty well. Yeah, more than anything for the Hawks, I guess it continues to just propel them on that path of just completely rebuilding this team from scrap um, and rebuilding that core players of core players that are within two to three years of one another in the league and and seeing where that takes them, which it seems to be the interesting strategy. I think one of the better team building strategies. It's the same thing that the Kings are currently doing, and the same thing that the Lakers have been doing um i doubt that the cards would play out in a way that the hawks and the kings will land a, a star player like lebron james but hey you can't <laughs> and not everybody can be the lakers right exactly i mean i think the hawks know this and they're really looking towards the future i mean if you're gonna take a 2022 first round pick mm-hmm. in this deal <laughs> like you're really just like hoping that after wait what so what would that be that's that's three seasons from now yeah Four seasons from now, I think Russell Westbrook would still be there. Yeah, Paul, but George, Paul George might not be there. So you're hoping that that OKC pick is an actually valuable one in like four years. Yeah, and that's what they're really looking to is like the Hawks. They they aren't going to compete for at least a few years, so they have to make these moves now uh, to build towards the future. Kind of like what the Nets are doing by like taking all <laughs> these ridiculous contracts and just taking like first round picks in return. Yeah. You know what would be mind boggling is what if, what if in 2022 the Hawks are actually drafting rotation players 
because John Collins and Trey Young are just killing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Trey Young is is one of the more questionable ones for me personally. I I don't know if I believe in him as much as some other people do. Yeah, John Collins is good, but I don't see the like. I don't know, star potential, I guess you could say. Yeah, he's not Cat you know? or Joel Embiid good. No, no. No. Like, he might be like a David West type of all-star, maybe like in the prime of his career. But I, other than that, that's like his max potential for me. But yeah. for OKC, so you see them as number two here. Is this a team right now that can beat the Warriors? I don't think they can beat the Warriors. But you think they have the best chance to beat I think the they have the best chance. I Which mean... Is, I don't think so because if you don't think they even have a chance, why doesn't Houston have a better chance? Like they might not be the two seed in the regular season, mm-hmm. but I still think between Harden and Paul and the rest of that team, they have the better chance to beat the Warriors. Hmm. See, this is the way I, I guess you could. I mean, I guess if you played a game of like relative relativity, I guess like I think so. Rockets pushed the Warriors to seven games last year. Uh, this year, I think it goes five games, and I think OKC has the better chance of pushing it to six or seven. That's how okay. that's how I'm looking at it. And, I mean, Dennis Schroeder's a good player. I mean, this is a guy who averaged a career high last year, 19 points. Um, he did do it mm-hmm. on 43% shooting and 29% shooting from three, which are not good yeah, numbers. Yeah, pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, but I think we can we can assume that possibly those numbers can improve Um just simply because he's getting he's getting better. He's still young, so I think he's getting better as every year. Um, and he'll be playing in a with around Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And if he's coming off the bench, he'll be playing against uh, weaker defenders. Um, and maybe they can find better spots for him. And but above everything, above all that is uh, Dennis Schroeder. If he comes off the bench, this is going to be the best bench scorer this team has ever had oh, probably sure. since <laughs> uh, Reggie Jackson a couple years yeah, more than a couple definitely. years ago I mean last year their best bench score was uh Grant at eight points a game oh, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're bringing Nothing. a guy at 19 who averages 19 um I think you go you opt to get this guy off the bench I don't think you want to start him next to Russell Westbrook no but Ro- I, you wrote you start Roberson for sure yeah you start Roberson and I think for me is Potentially, I mean, Paul George isn't Kevin Durant, so it's totally hard to get that comparison. But it, you can get a close comparison if you look at the team, the OKC team that had Reggie Jackson, that one that went 59 and 23. So I think maybe they can get close to that. Maybe they go 50, 55 wins, 56, 57. Yeah, no, that's definitely the ceiling for them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can't imagine them winning 60 games, especially with how many western conference contenders they'll have to go against during the year no uh their own their own division being the craziest of them all yeah but yeah i mean i can see schroeder averaging like 12 points a game based off those numbers it seems (laughs) like he needs a lot of shots to get those points yeah um so he's really gonna have to develop his game a little more i mean yeah like i said before like westbrook will be a great teacher for him but he's gonna have to learn how to do more with less which is yeah. kind of he was going the opposite way with his career, like on the Hawks being like the guy there. So he's gonna really have to adapt to that. Yeah, efficiency and, will be know. big question for him. I just think the better environment was is gonna help him out. I don't see him averaging twelve points. I can see this guy still averaging eighteen or nineteen again. Maybe Off seventeen. The bench? 
Yeah. Off the bench? I think so. Dude. I got high hopes for this guy. It really depends on how many minutes he gets, though. True. Like, how many is he realistically going to get in a Russell Westbrook-led team Mm -hmm. when Westbrook's a guy that averages, like, 40 minutes a game? Yeah. And you'll start him, or you'll start playing him, like, maybe, like, the last few minutes of the first quarter. Like, he might get, like, 10 minutes a game at starting point guard, I feel. And then for other parts of the game, he might be playing shooting guard to Russ. I don't know. I, I can see him only playing 20 minutes a game. Really? And then, yeah. No, I still I mean, think he goes 28. Yeah? I don't I don't know, man. I just don't see where the minutes fit in for him for a guy that is backing up and like a guy like Russ. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you'd play around a lot with the with him, yeah, at the two guard. Uh, you switch him and Robertson out. But I think the dynamic would be interesting in the closing minutes, whether you go with Robertson or Schroeder. Or you could go Paul George at the four, Robertson at the three, Schroeder at the two. True. And, yeah, you throw Jeremy Grant in there also. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, maybe 20 is a little too low. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I'll give him 25. 25 minutes a game. Which is still, I don't know if that's enough for him to average... 17 to 19 points a game 25 no i still think he's gonna go 28 30 minutes a game so i could see mm. 17 okay i'm gonna go with that and we'll we'll see we'll see how this breaks yeah, do down you want to make a bet on it all right i'll i'll bet you yeah. all right what are we betting i think he this guy averages 17 points okay averaging 17 points and yeah we won't worry about the minutes count at all <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, if he averages 17, I I guess you can assume the minutes are there. Mm-hmm. So is this like you're taking the over, I'm taking the under on 17? Or? Yeah, well, if we're going over, well, yeah, I guess at that point. Right, so yeah, I'll go over 17. You take or, the or, or I could say I think he'll average 12, and you say he'll average 17, and we'll see who's closer. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Okay. All right, I'll write this one down. <laughs> we'll decide. We'll see. We'll see who gets it at the end of the season. We'll we'll keep like a tally of our bets. Yeah, That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. All uh, right. Cool. Well, let's see how that plays out for these guys. But uh, on the other side, um, Dan Gilbert and Kevin Love and the Cleveland Cavalier organization putting quite the spectacle to get Kevin Love to sign his contract extension. Basically, putting all the construction workers working on the Cavaliers arena. Um, All in the same room with Kevin Love as he signs for more money than any of these blue-collar workers could ever dream of making. I'm not even sure if their their wages combined would equal out to what Kevin Love just signed for. You're not sure? I'm very sure that it doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not, huh? I guess if you mixed in a bunch of engineers, possibly? No. No, no. You'd need so many engineers, dude, (laughs) to equal $30 a year? That's true. I guess. May, what if Dan? If you well, Dan Gilbert was in that okay. room. Dan Gilbert and Colby Allman was there. I don't even know how much they make. They might make a couple million. <laughs> Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert makes more than thirty million. He's paying this guy. Oh, cool. yeah, he's the owner. <laughs> you think he makes more than more? He like he makes like for his salary, or is do owners even have salaries? I don't even know how that works. Yeah, I guess not directly from the NBA, but through his business operations he just pays himself yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i guess if you eliminate dan gilbert you can't colby altman 
and the hundred of blue, the hundreds of blue collar <laughs> workers out there. What's the chances you think it, they equal out to thirty million dollars a year? Definitely not. <laughs> but yeah, this man, four years, hundred twenty million extension. He's the dude in the on the Cavs for at least the foreseeable future until mm-hmm. LeBron comes back into town. Yeah, this for is the what, third time. <laughs> yeah, possibly. This is what I thought is interesting. We're seeing a different NBA in that we're seeing guys uh, in almost through the end of their peak years, you could traditionally say 29 or 30, signing max money that'll take them what would traditionally be the years of decline for an NBA player. It's like Kevin Love uh, getting paid max money on his 34th birthday, including yeah. Chris Paul. and Chris Paul, of course. And LeBron, LeBron. James, even well beyond the 34-year age. Um, so yeah, I mean, Kevin Love in his fourth year, he'll be getting paid $28.9 million, which isn't too bad relatively to the rest of his contract. It's the least amount, uh, it's the, it's the year paying him the least amount out of all the years in his contract, which is less compared to Chris Paul getting $44 million in his no. fourth year. Yeah. What, who, <laughs> who made that Matt? Why are they paying him more now? Why? Yeah, like that Kevin Love one's way smarter. <laughs> yeah, that one seems to make a lot more sense to me. Um, but hey, I guess you, that's what you agreed to. But Kevin Love agreeing to the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, the team that basically is betting on themselves to still be playoff contenders uh, for the next few years. What do you think about that, Sean? Uh, <laughs> no. No? They're, they're, the argument is that they're in the East. But I don't think that's going to be enough for them. You you lost the guy that basically won you all of your playoff games last year and was really the only consistent piece in a team that was in complete disarray for the entire regular season. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love is a good player. and We saw it in 2013 when he was averaging 26 points, 12.5 rebounds a game. But how good was that Minnesota team? <laughs> That's true. They were terrible. But that team were... didn't have J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So they George might have even Hill. been better than they might have even been better than this Cavs team right now. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that it's there's not any real playoff hope for this team right now as it stands. They they have a really good bright spot. I love Colin Sexton. I love watching him play in the summer league. You could see the intensity the competitive drive this kid has it's it's really special and you know i'm really going to look forward to watching him play mm-hmm. in real nba action cuz i think he's really going to live up to the next level nice um but especially for this year there's just there's just no way he can get ready in time yeah and there's no way kevin love can shoulder the load like lebron did mhm no that's and, true yeah it's these imp- pieces just aren't enough i mean what they brought in tristan thompson <laughs> They brought in David Nwaba, though. I will say that. That was that is by far the best thing they could have done for themselves as far as who was available. Yeah. it's. In, I wonder if Rodney Hood is still in the cards of returning to this team then. Probably, yeah. They're, he's probably just waiting to see if some team will pick him up for more money, but I don't think he's going to get any offers at this point. Yeah. So, if the, so the, with Kevin Love on that squad, I think – Basically, Cleveland's best strategy moving forward, uh, they're still going to win a couple teams, so they're not going to be that deep in the lottery. So they're either just crossing their fingers that the the draft lottery falls their way, which 
pro- the probability is extremely low. Um, <laughs> right. But I guess they could also bet that hopefully they get a big-time free agent within the next uh, four years. I doubt they'll get any free agent that will propel them to contention, but possibly to contending for the sixth seed, the seventh seed, I guess, at some point. That might yeah. happen. It might happen. There, I mean, there are some very good East teams still. I mean, at that in that bottom level, mm-hmm. you, you have Miami, you have Detroit. Even yeah, I'd say has a better shot with Reggie Jackson coming back. You still have the um, Wizards. So yeah, you still have the Wizards. The, the Bucks. Bucks will be like somewhere between five and eight. It, like they're still very good teams. Would you like s- nothing like the West, but the Cavs just do not have the talent to match. Yeah. Would you say the Hornets and the Knicks and the Pistons are all better than the Cavs? Not the Knicks. Okay. Not the Hornets. <laughs> yeah. I think the Cavs are better than the Knicks and the Hornets. Okay. I don't know how much that's saying. I mean, the Knicks this year, who knows if Porzingis will even be there. Yeah. Like, maybe with Porzingis, they'd be better. But definitely not without him. Yeah. And, and the Hornets only have Kemba Walker. That team is just complete doo-doo. Yeah, so we're looking at the Cavs potentially, in your eyes, being the the ninth or the tenth seed. Yeah, I'd say tenth or eleventh. I haven't, I mean, we haven't gotten into our division previews yet, so I haven't gotten a chance to rank all these teams. Yeah, I'm excited for those. I always love those. Yeah. Well, yeah, those will start soon, but yeah, I I would put them at ten or eleven right now. I would guess. Yeah, and I guess Kevin Love doesn't have a problem with that. I'm sure he knows that. Um interesting for this guy i guess he did fall he ended up falling in love with cleveland despite always being that scapegoat for everybody i mean who else was gonna pay him this much money too oh yeah huh (laughs) 30 million a year man he probably could have gotten away with maybe like a one or two year deal right with that this locks him in long term like that's what he wants at this point in his career is just like as much money as he can get yeah and Dan Gilbert also, this is a guy who, I mean, was faulted with LeBron during the early LeBron years for not being an owner that was willing to open up his wallet. But since LeBron has come back, he's willing to do that. And he didn't have to sign Kevin Love for this much. He could have basically ruined that relationship and said, <laughs> screw Kevin Love. LeBron <laughs> right. left, we're tanking and not have done this, but he did it. And mm-hmm. I guess he's take, he wants to take care of his fans and give them something to still cheer for. Yeah, I I mean I think it's I think it's a good move. It, it's hard to say if it would be better for them to tank or not mm-hmm. to just get rid of Kevin Love after next year. It's hard to say if that would have been the right move, but to just like completely give up on the team after LeBron left would have kind of been a bad look, I think. Yeah. Like at that point you're saying without LeBron we were nothing. But now you're saying I still have some pride in this team and these guys. Let's go out there and try to fight with what we have. And yeah. LeBron's not here, but the rest of the guys are. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, LeBron's career will come to an end. But the Cleveland Cavalier franchise, the name, the brand, has got to continue to exist, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, they can't just – I don't think they can afford to just completely fall into irrelevancy by risking taking, like, a big tanking operation on. Yeah. Like, they, they have to at least keep – like the players that they know like are loyal to the franchise and will be there for a while and there are good players. Right. Last note there, Kevin Love last year averaged forty one percent from three. That's a pretty good number. That's good. That's really That's good. good. 
Can we'll he see if that it? can continue if he uh, if he's got his shots up a little more. Yeah. See, we'll see if J.R. Smith can find him open in the corner, or George Hill, or no, yeah, J.R. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's break down some of these other free agency signings. Um, Belankica, is that how you say this guy's name? I honestly am not sure. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Bajelica. Bajelica. That's how I say it in my head. Yeah, Manja Bajelica. Yeah, he had a pretty good year to close off the year with the Timberwolves, and and he got a couple. He got a a pay raise as a result of that getting three years, 20 million from the Sacramento Kings uh, and the Kings getting another shooter on their squad. Um, hey yeah, man, the, this Kings the interesting, team uh, is definitely looking here. to improve here. Yeah. <laughs> Are they though? <laughs> is this know. guy really an improvement? I think over so. what they have slightly is he re- like, <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's a whatever signing. The funny thing for me is that he had an offer from the 76ers and he rejected it because he wanted to go play in Europe. Oh right, then, that's the story then, with this guy. Yeah, and yeah. then Vlade Divac was able to convince this man <laughs> to come back because we all know what a great GM Vlade is. So yeah. yeah, how much confidence do we really have in this guy? If Vlade Divac was his like main uh, backer supporter. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, I think the Kings just needed to sign somebody. Uh, they were about to walk <laughs> away with this summer without doing anything other than their draft picks. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was, was it. This was the, the scrap. I don't want to say the scrap piece, but like the end but of the <laughs> like the last that was still available. But I mean, he's a good he's not a bad player. Is it going to result in, like, all of a sudden 10 more wins for this Kings team? No. Maybe, like, no. one or two, possibly. It's The thing that makes it hard to gauge is that this team is getting better, but the entire Western Conference is getting a lot better t- as well. So it, they might as they could probably walk away with the same record as last year. Oh, totally. <laughs> uh, this is this. – they're definitely competing for last place in the West right now. Yeah. They, they just have nothing. They have so much cap space that they have nothing to do with it. It's really sad when you take a look at it. Um, yeah. yeah, so there's that guy. And then here's here's another good one. I like this. Dwayne Wade has offered three years, $25 million from the – I'm going <laughs> to dishonor my family by mispronouncing this. The Zhejiang Golden Bulls. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, I mean, I got Dwayne Wade's getting an offer to play from China. I don't think he'll take it, but – no. Apparently that would make him the highest paid player in the Chinese Basketball Association. Interesting. We're talking about bad salaries, and this would be the worst salary if this was the NBA. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's, a, that's like what Bajelica almost makes. <laughs> right, but I, I mean, I'm saying like if I mean you forget the dollar amounts and just the fact that if Dwayne Wade is the highest paid player in that league, could you imagine if this current Dwayne Wade was the highest paid player? Which I guess is fairly similar to the Kobe Bryant signing that the Lakers did. <laughs> yeah, towards the end of his career. Yeah, he was the highest paid player at that one year before Steph Curry signed his extension. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. My, yeah, my friends were arguing about that. Like one, like one of the guys a Laker fan. He's like, Kobe easily makes his money back, or like makes the money back for the franchise just by being there. Yeah, and our, the other friend was like. It doesn't matter. He sucks. <laughs> like <laughs> that's like every Kobe haters argument against him. It doesn't matter. Kobe sucked. Yeah. I will say though, Kobe Bryant at 
what was that like 31 coming off the Achilles? No, he was 35. 35. He was older, yeah, way older. Coming off the Achilles injury, he wasn't effective. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. But it was definitely a legacy signing. But uh, if Dwayne Wade got that amount of money, I mean, it's more than he'll probably get in. Well, actually, maybe yeah. Not. So if he resigns with the Heat, I think he's due to get the mid-level exception. Is all they can really afford to give him because the Heat actually have. Uh, one of the worst cap space situations themselves because mm-hmm. um, they, they've locked themselves into a lot of long-term <laughs> deals of, for like mid-range amounts with a lot of their players. Yeah. Like anywhere between 15 and 20 million to a good handful of their guys. So their cap space is well over the limit. Um, so they can only offer Wade about 5 million for one year, which I mean, honestly might be all he wants because he's pretty much due to retire. Um, but he does already have a shoe deal with the Li Ning Chinese Shoe Company. Yeah. So there's that to it. I don't know. He has he has definitely some connections to China. So at this uh, point, he might take it. I feel like Dwayne Wade has two options. Either you go and you you're a legend in China, Stephon Marbury <laughs> status, like Broadway right? play, and you play and you're a star. He's, yeah, he's way better than Stephon Marbury. Yeah. Or you stay in Miami and you compete for potentially the eighth, seventh, sixth seed, or or maybe you things go a bit sour and you're outside looking in. Um, but anyways, you're playing, I don't know, how many minutes do you think Dwayne Wade could still scrap up for like the Miami 15. Heat? Yeah, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes a game. Yeah. Uh, the 82-game season as well. So I guess if you want to play, China doesn't seem like a bad option to me. But again, it's not the NBA, so... Um, and you're living in China, not mm-hmm. as not as ideal. Yeah, because and Dwayne Wade doesn't strike me as the type of guy that wants the whole farewell tour and and all that stuff. It it would be pretty great though if he was in China. He would get parades in his honor. <laughs> he he would definitely be treated like a king there. Oh yeah, like it, he would have a good time. Yeah, I think about family too. Like, do you want to be playing basketball for three more years versus one? Mm-hmm um it's hard i i don't know i don't know what he's gonna decide i'm leaning more towards he's just not gonna go play in china yeah but i mean i wouldn't be that surprised if he did yeah ultimately i think he he won't do it but i think it's an interesting start to what could potentially be a trend of all these older nba stars just getting these massive amounts of money offered to them from china and maybe sooner or later one of these years we'll see one of them bite bite the bite the uh the fishing line and head over to china yeah, I mean, Yao Ming's done a pretty great job over there trying to restructure that whole league and take it away from government control, mm-hmm. kind of put the league more into private hands so that they have more autonomy in yeah. making decisions and stuff. And I, if he makes enough progress, I, I can see this league starting to take off a little bit, which would be a huge news for China basketball fans. Yeah, I mean, could you see... Imagine if we see, like, I don't know who... Let's see, I'm trying to think... Uh Carl Anthony Towns when he's in his mid thirties is would he, would that would that crop of young guys be some of the first dudes to head over to China? Yeah, if like ten years from now it's like well established, who knows? Yeah, but uh, your boy Montrez Harrell resigns with the with the Los Ooh. Angeles Clippers two years, twelve million. Not only does he get the bag, but he's also celebrating by just uh, throwing down some dunks on people in the Drew League this week. If you didn't see <laughs> some of those highlights going around. Yeah, I did see a little bit of that. Man, I'm I'm happy for this guy. He he was it was looking 
kind of scary for a little bit. I was like, man, are we going to re-sign this guy? Like, yeah. is anyone going to sign this guy? Like, this is this is a real NBA player. Like, this yeah. this guy deserves to play. He's and fi- finally, we were able to offer him $6 million a year for two years. Not anything crazy, but a great value for the Clippers. This guy brings nothing but energy. Super smooth touch around the rim. Yeah. I, I love the play of this guy. And this is this is like our last free agent signing, I think. I think our roster is full now. Yeah. Um, we have 15 guys, 17 guys, really, that can fight for a rotation spot, which is really weird. Um, yeah. There's going to be guys that aren't going to get enough playing time, but with the caveat that the Clippers have the worst injury history in the <laughs> NBA in the whole NBA it's a great move to have this much depth I wonder if this was the Clipper strategy going into this offseason just get as many bodies as you can and yeah just... <laughs> get as many decent bodies as possible so your team's always at least at a playable level I think it's really smart yeah I was kind of, I'm confused with this team like I thought when DeAndre Jordan left I thought this is a team that's going into rebuild mode but they are and they're kind of not going into rebuild mode Kind of doing what the Cavs are a little bit. I mean, not to the same extent. Yeah. But we're trying to stay competitive. I mean, there's just no way we can make the playoffs with the amount of all-star power that exists in the West. But, mm-hmm. man, if Lou Williams has another season like he did last year, I wouldn't count us out. He he should have been in the all-star game. Yeah, I So we, we should have an all-star ourselves that's getting paid $8 million a year. That's so crazy. just because he's not getting paid the all-star money doesn't mean that he's not that same talent level. Yeah. On the other side, though, uh, Michael Beasley signs that one-year deal with the Lakers. Yeah. Man, <laughs> you this... hated this. Yeah. <laughs> I did not like I mean, like, if you look look at what Montrezl Harrell is getting, like, why didn't we get Montrezl Harrell? Like, that, <laughs> this deal that we gave Michael Beasley, why didn't we give it to Montrezl Harrell? Like, <laughs> I would way rather have him than Michael Beasley. But uh, I, I mean, would, he, too. He had a decent year last year. Um, I think this maybe I, I I didn't like the deal initially, but then I kind of thought about it a little bit, read up some stuff. Um, and I guess Michael Beasley is worth a shot. I mean, I guess he he gets a lot of crap for being that number two that number two pick a couple years ago to Derrick Rose. Um, and he kind of had a falling out with the league and a couple teams, but I think he's a lot older now. He's a lot more mature. Um, he he got a lot of playing time with the New York Knicks, had a decent season. So maybe he's still on an upswing, and this guy's only 28 years old. So he's still what's traditionally prime years of an NBA player. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, he did show his stuff filling in for Porzingis last year on the Knicks. Um, all, all I'll really say about him is he's not going to get much playing time with the Lakers, so it's nothing to really, like, be upset about like he's right. just gonna be like that ninth guy off the off the bench really like mm-hmm. or like the ninth guy yeah in the rotation um just to fill in if he needs to you know so yeah it's kind of like a yeah low risk <laughs> low risk potentially high reward or medium yeah. reward signing and you got to think if lebron wants him there there must be something to it right i i guess yeah yeah <laughs> We'll see how it goes. It's going to be an interesting locker room. You got guys like Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, and then while well, on the other side you got Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. Yeah, a like, whole mix of personalities. Yeah, and there's there's a there's a big there's a big age gap between a lot of these guys now. Yeah, a huge look, age gap. I mean, yeah. what is Ingram even twenty yet? <laughs> I think he's yeah he's twenty. Um, he's twenty. 
Lonzo Ball is 20. Kyle Kuzma is like 23. Um, and then you go like Lance Stevenson, Beasley, 28, 29. Yeah. Um, Rondo, Rondo, 30. I mean, Stevenson's like 30, 32, 33, I think, right now. Is the same age as LeBron, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so LeBron. Then you got LeBron at 33. So, yeah, I was kind of hoping they would have kept Brooke Lopez also because Brooke Lopez is in that middle ground. Yeah, yeah, we liked us some Brooke Lopez. Yeah, but we'll see how it goes. But uh, last last free agency signing, David Nwaba signing that deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Heck, yeah, man. <laughs> so stoked. Yeah. I'm so glad he got somewhere, man. And uh, somewhere where he's actually going to get some playing time, I feel. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go over some some questions of some things that have been coming up since it is the season, the middle of the season or the middle of the off season. Uh, gives us a lot of time to speculate and sort of just think about topics that are probably, uh, I don't know, but we'll soon know the answer to once the season actually kicks off. And one of them is like whether or not we think Kawhi is going to stay long term with the with the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, what what odds do you give? Kawhi staying in Toronto because I mean he passes physical he's actually gonna play for Toronto this year so they I think they think pretty highly of themselves that they'll be able to keep him yeah a la, a la the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder with Paul George I I just don't see it happening yeah I don't either um Kyle Lowry's getting a lot older I mean they have that young bench mob uh Kawhi Leonard just doesn't strike me as a Toronto guy I mean he grew up in Southern California uh, lived his whole life basically in that Southwest area. Uh, I don't know. Well, so did DeMar DeRozan. He's from LA. I mean, they're going to be, they're going to be a decent team, but I don't see a very it. good team. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know the, man. It's just so, it's just a weird landing spot for him. I don't know how he's going to take to it. He might end up loving it. <laughs> True. I hear Toronto's a really nice city. It is. It is. I almost got a chance to to go to Toronto. A buddy of mine was getting married Labor Day weekend. Nice. And I really wanted to go, but I had I'm already going on a different trip. But I I was really sad that I didn't get to go. So I don't know. I think Toronto could be a come up for him. Like maybe something you didn't really expect to be as good as it actually is. Yeah. I mean, I always think I feel like this this signing or this trade is kind of like when you play. Uh, like dynasty mode or GM mode in NBA 2K, and you fast forward like three years, and yeah. then you start seeing these random places that 2K decides are realistically places in the future that players could go. Like one of them would be Kawhi Leonard in Toronto, and you're like, "What the hell?" What's 2K <laughs> yeah. thinking, yeah, just yeah, like no happen. way. Yep. But yeah, here we are, it's real life too. Yeah, um, I don't think he stays in Toronto. I think this season goes by they make noise in the playoffs and i think he's he's off to where he wants to go next year unless they win the finals oh um, yeah unless they, they walk away at the nba championship then, that then is can true he leave? if they make the nba final or they win the nba finals somehow does he stay i think so wow <laughs> it's hard to argue against winning man it, it really is <laughs> that would be so interesting though but the chances of that are not high at all. Oh, they're very, very low. <laughs> but, yeah, it would just be so insane. Yeah. What about this? NBA becoming the first gambling legal sport, partnering with the MGM Casino in Las Vegas. Um, first team to break out the gates and make make this sort of partnership out of all the major leagues in the U.S. Hey, yeah, all, I, 
All I know about this is that the Supreme Court recently made a ruling that made sports gambling legal in most mm-hmm. states. Yep. Um, so, I mean, this is just the NBA getting ahead of the curve, I think, um, from the other big sports associations trying to cash in on this deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think there's nothing but good things. I think Adam Silver is just always on top of these stuff, and I think it's a great move. I mean, the demand has is there. You know, people love to bet especially in sports. Um, and we just bet on how much points Dennis Schroeder is going to get next year. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're willing to go that far down. Yeah. I this mean, is a great thing for all people. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just a natural progression of things. Like the demand is there. So eventually you're just going to have to not, you don't have to do it, but it, it's going to be a good idea. I mean, why would you not? It's another revenue stream for the NBA. Um, I just think they probably, there's probably a larger conversation on the way now in terms of players union and owners of how that revenue gets distributed between, yeah, between owners, players and the NBA. Uh, so that'll be uh, an, a discussion that might lead to a lockup possibly, maybe mm-hmm. not, but that'll, I'm sure that's going to be something that gets talked about in the next uh, contract negotiations that they do. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, so how about how about this quick take? Okay, uh, I I thought this would just be an interesting question, just because we want it all to happen. If you could break up the Warriors, where do you put each of them? And you can leave one of them on the Warriors. Okay, but they're not allowed to go to a team with another All Star. For me, I would leave Steph Curry at at, at the Warriors. I mean, yeah. naturally, just makes more sense. No, not that Draymond Green and Klay Thompson doesn't, but I think. Steph is the most Warriors. Yeah, he's like the most immovable object, I think, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, huge contract. But, I mean, uh, out of logistics, it, it, it just makes more sense. It's easier to, for Clay Thompson and Draymond Green to be moved. Uh, they're not – well, uh, I don't – yeah, Steph Curry's the man. He's the man well, of yeah, the Warriors. I mean, they, they've, they've signed max, max money to Steph, but not to Claire Draymond, so that – leaving is actually looking very likely yeah logistically yeah that that's very likely but um clay thompson i would love to put him in the lakers but because of your rules now that lebron's there can't happen (laughs) so i could see clay thompson going i would like to see him go to the clippers man get him back to (laughs) just hanging out with love it with the clippers um i'm not not because I want to see him in a Clipper jersey so much, <laughs> but I just want to see him in L.A. I don't know what kind of vibes he would have, what kind of shenanigans Clay Thompson would pull off um, in L.A. He would be great on this Clippers team. <laughs> like, if you just fit him in there, man, like, with the defensive pieces we have, with, like, Pat Beverly and Mabamute and Tobias Harris, like, all these guys, like, I feel like Clay would just fit in perfectly in the system and just, be the primary scorers like really the only thing the clippers are missing on this team true i think he would also fit in very well venice beach and um just like that constant national uh news cycle in la (laughs) oh yeah for sure yeah so many clay antics you see man like he's just such a goob yeah like it would be it would be really funny yeah um and draymond green uh i wanted to say the pelicans but Anthony, Anthony Davis is there. So you know what? I'm going to send Draymond Green to the fringes of the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? The Kings? Yeah, I'm sending yeah, him to the Kings. Yeah, send him to the Kings. 
Uh, dude, I was I was gonna say the Kings or the Hawks. I was gonna say the Hawks, but Trey Young's actually pretty seems pretty good to me. No, uh, <laughs> I'm hey, I, that's fine. He can go to the Hawks then. He can. And Atlanta's can, not a bad city. He can bet on Trey Young. Yeah. Oh no, Atlanta's a nice city. Yeah, Atlanta's we a have really warehouse nice city. There. Yeah. Um, no, I I think I think that would be a good spot for him too. But yeah. so Kevin Durant's the last one on this list. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go outside the box here. I would love to send Kevin Durant to a new expansion franchise in Seattle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's where Pulling I'd send him. the last one on me. Yeah, I'm thinking outside the box. Yeah, wow. It could happen. Yeah. You never know. It could. I want to put him on the Bulls. The Bulls. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad pick. No. I don't know why. I think... Um, I think our 2K game actually in our in our my player mode actually sent him to the Bulls, so I don't know why it seemed like a good fit to me. I'm like, yeah, sure, <laughs> I'll let him play in Chicago. I don't think it does anything special with the lineups they got. No, it o- doesn't. <laughs> other than he would just average a massive amount of points <laughs> yeah. and everything. <laughs> yeah, dude, averaging like 35 points a game. Like, yeah, if we were impressed with Russell Westbrook's triple doubles season averages, like I think Kevin Durant would pull off something similar to that at a higher like it would just he'd, be insane he'd win mvp he'd definitely win mvp oh yeah it would not be a question he would probably like that eastern conference he could probably carry that bulls team to like the fifth seed oh yeah and like the second round of the playoffs yeah it would be insane like i wonder if he could <laughs> average like something like 35 points 10 rebounds like two blocks like yeah but only like four assists because his teammates can't make any shots yeah and he would just like yeah an average and an absolute uh, and like an, an absurd usage rate right yeah that, that would be interesting be fun. Yeah. yeah all right so how about we do this let's go over some of these headlines let's go big deal or not a big deal kobe uh, Bryant okay. working out with jason tatum and apparently ask why didn't the Lakers draft Jason Tatum in a very <laughs> playful way. Um, yeah, then sure. LeVar Ball obviously blows it up and says the only <laughs> reason he said that is because Kobe doesn't like Lonzo because Lo- because LeBron is Lonzo Ball's favorite NBA player. Right. Big deal because or not that, a big deal? That makes such a big difference. <laughs> this is not a big deal. Kobe, I mean, Lonzo and Jason Tatum are such different players. Tatum's game is more like Kobe's game. Yeah. Like, you look at the guys that he did, like, his detail for. Mm-hmm. It was Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. And Trey Young. Yeah. Like, guys that are more like the shooting guard type. Yeah. I, I mean, Trey Young is more... He has, like, both point guard and shooting guard abilities, but they all have styles of play that are more catered to what Kobe is good at, like, really being able to see from his own perspective. Yeah. And we were able to get a lot better look at Jason Tatum's potential in the playoffs when he just balled out. Mm-hmm. And he was really like one of the go-to guys for this team that almost made it to the finals without their two all-stars. Yeah. And when you see that potential and you're Kobe Bryant, you're like, if I can be a part of this man's career, like I can't just let him, I can't stand idly by knowing I can help him out so much. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I guess, there was a play on the Celtics Lakers rivalry thing, but at this point, that doesn't seem to be such a big deal yeah. anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, traditionalists will say like, "How dare Laker help a Celtic?" And you know, 
these these rivalries they come and go yeah just the, there's just the huge movement you see in the sport like all these players moving around there's no real loyalty in the game anymore both from the teams and from the players yeah i'd say the um, loyalty so- in this case the loyalty is more the i mean jason tatum's a good basketball player kobe bryant was a great basketball player it's just you want to help out another fellow professional right right yeah you want to help out the next generation and if Kobe can say that he made the next Kobe, then that I mean he'd feel pretty proud about that. Yeah, probably. So I, I think this is not a big deal. Nope. What about this one? Favorite headline right now. This <laughs> yeah, week. this is great. <laughs> Tristan Thompson, Draymond Green getting into a fight at a nightclub <laughs> after the ESPYS. Uh, a LeBron James hosted night, not hosted yeah. party. Uh, the story goes. I mean, nobody knows. Uh, uh but. Allegedly, or it seems like it's more fact that people weren't allowed to record or, or really, yeah, record anything or take pictures at this party. So no, there's no film, no nothing like that. But allegedly, uh, Draymond Green came over to Tristan Thompson to apologize for the antics during the finals, uh, and Tristan Thompson had none of it and sucker punched Draymond <laughs> Green. <laughs> Some yeah. claim that Draymond Green fell. Uh, Stephen A. Smith says that didn't happen. And- <laughs> But others say yeah. he did. I don't know what, I what really happened here. But Can we take Stephen A. Smith's word to heart? <laughs> <laughs> true. True. Man, this is this is a big deal to me because <laughs> this – okay, just because, like, this is going to spill out onto the court next year when the Cavs and Warriors inevitably play each other. Okay. Thompson and Green are going to get into it again. Like, there, there's a lot of bad blood there. Yeah, this is. I I don't think this is a big deal for the basketball reasons. So it's like the, it's like the same kind of the same reasons you outlined, but the opposite ends of it. Basically, meaning I don't think it's a big deal because the Calvar the, the Warriors Cavaliers rivalry is dead. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> it's but dead. Still, there like the it means there's a chance that there could be a brawl on the court next year. I'll tell you what, there might there's a chance within the first two minutes of the game. <laughs> yeah, After they that. should just bench both Green and Thompson for any of these games that these two play against each other, or just bench Green and the Warriors will probably still win that game. Yeah, true. <laughs> this is very true. Like, sure, there's like those penalties for like resting healthy players. Mm-hmm. I feel like the league would make an exception this one time <laughs> just to avoid a huge conflict breaking out. Yeah. Well, I guess the final question here is, do you think this is true or is this just bogus? Oh, I think it's true. Oh, you think think it's true? I think Tristan Thompson punched the crap out of Draymond. (laughs) I think, I think. You don't think he did? No, I don't think a fist was ever. This is what I think. I think these guys party, maybe had a little bit too much to drink. Uh, Maybe some words, I guess, were said. I think they probably just like maybe looked at each other, maybe pushed or maybe somebody got called the B word and that was it. I don't think like an actual <laughs> well, alcohol is involved. If, if you're saying that they're both maybe a little under the influence, we'll say, yeah, you don't think a fight could have broken out. No, I think this is a case of people playing like telephone it, here. Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, I don't know. I could totally see it. I guess we'll see when they play each other in the regular season. Right. I think that'll be very telling. Okay. So here's another one. Big deal or not big deal. LeBron James opening his own freaking school, man, in <laughs> in Akron, Ohio. Such a baller. Just completely outfitted the building. Um, kids getting free tuition, free meals, um, free transportation to the school. 
this is in it's insane, man. And he had a whole thing. CN, he got on CNN. He wore some high water dress pants. I don't yeah, know why he did nice, that. Yeah, he's looking nice, man. He got the glasses <laughs> on. Dude. Yeah, it it was it was insane. Um, big deal or not a big deal for you? A big deal, dude. He built a freaking school. <laughs> Am I even allowed to say morally that it's not a big deal? That's true. <laughs> that is true. But, I mean, I saw the funniest thing. It was the meme of, like, LeBron, like, looking at JR when he, like, didn't do that play in game one where he didn't shoot the ball. Yeah. You, you know that one? Yeah. It, it was just that face. And it's, like, that look LeBron gives you when you get, like, a 1.0 GPA <laughs> in his school. <laughs> that's right Ron's like bro i made this school for you and you're failing (laughs) (laughs) that is true man that is like i wonder yeah will lebron james have a role like that i doubt it but (laughs) that would be really funny yeah do you think that would motivate kids just being like lebron like lebron brings you into his office he's like hey man you you can't be failing geometry like this is not okay in my school Hell yeah, man! Can you imagine you're like ten year. I don't know how tall are ten year olds. Like four, four two. No, yeah. <laughs> so like, I, we probably were. Yeah, but I mean, dude, LeBron freaking almost 300, 200 something pounds, a six foot yeah. eight, yelling at you, dude. That he's got a deep ass voice too. Yeah, dude, he beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, I would be scared, but yeah, I mean, big deal. I think as well, like you said. Yeah, are you even morally allowed to say not a big deal? Probably not. No. I mean, this dude's doing something that it takes governments to do in a pool of hundreds of thousands of or hundred I don't know, thousands of taxpayers to do. And this guy does it obviously through partnerships with sponsors as well. But uh, pretty much him leading the charge with his own uh, LeBron Family Foundation team uh, leading the charge to get this thing going and crazy, man. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, on top of that, you had like pretty soon after LeBron announced this stuff. Uh, you're seeing a wave of other NBA players starting to take notice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Rose started the Rose Scholars Scholarship Program. Mm-hmm. We're giving out 400k in tuition to students. Even uh, Jerry and Grant, a guy that doesn't really make a lot as nearly as much <laughs> money as LeBron, he tweets out, "I can't, I can't make a school, but I can give out like some school supplies and backpacks if you meet me here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, he's having an effect on and making other uh, NBA players feel like they gotta make some charitable acts too and nothing but positivity there yeah i love it it makes it easier to be or it makes it just a little easy not i don't want to say easier because it's hard to be an nba fan but it makes it just like you know it makes you proud to be an nba fan when you see players uh doing this and versus antics like draymond green and tristan yeah Thompson putting each other <laughs> right. at a nightclub. yeah they're <laughs> these are the role models right here yeah well, here's another one. Joel Embiid in an interview said he wants to win MVP next year. I want to win the MVP. I feel like at the end of the day, it might be an individual award. But when I play better, the team also does. I feel like I'm an MVP candidate. Or if I and or if I win the MVP, that means we are on another level, which is true. If Joel Embiid wins this MVP, it's because the 76ers are kicking ass. Or even if he is an right. MVP candidate. But is this a realistic thing? Is this a big deal that he said this quote or not a big deal? Depends on how healthy he stays. Yeah. I, I honestly think that Embiid can win the MVP. Wow. It, yeah, he can. I think more realistically he'll finish in top five. Mm-hmm. I don't see LeBron being as close this year with this Lakers team. Yeah. Uh, it'll be a new transition for him. Embiid has all the 
intangibles that you need. Like he has the competitive drive, he has the ability, he has the size, mm-hmm. he has the swagger. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he can stay healthy. Is really the only thing. Yeah. Uh, but if he can, if he can bump his averages up to, so last year he was at twenty two point nine points, eleven rebounds a game, on forty seven percent shooting. If yep. he can bump those up to like. I don't know, maybe 26 and 14 would be what it takes. Yeah. Yeah, it would take a slightly better play. I could foresee him. I foresee him bumping those numbers up. I think just naturally this will be his third year now playing a full season in the NBA, which is crazy to think. Um, right. But, um, I mean, his biggest competitors is will be on the Eastern Conference side. I guess he'll have maybe Kyrie. Could we see Kyrie Irving being bumped into there? Uh, Giannis will probably be in the discussion for the first half of the year. We'll see if he if that Bucks team stays relevant enough to keep him in the MVP yeah. discussion for the second half. Out West, you mean you still got Curry, Durant, Harden, LeBron. LeBron. Um, so I think a lot of these guys still have an edge on him, but I think he could probably be in there in the next couple of years. Yeah, so you don't think next year he doesn't have much of a shot? Nah, I don't think yeah. so. I mean, I don't think he has a good shot, but I, I'm not going to rule it out. Mm. Just because I don't know what this guy's ceiling is yet. Like, I don't think we've seen it yet. Like, yeah. I feel like he's had to hold back his whole career Yeah, just to stay healthy. But if, if he actually does get healthy, who knows? Maybe he could get to the next level. Yeah, we'll see. Here's another one. Big deal or not big deal. Kevin Pelton of ESPN projects... But the Lakers are going to miss the playoffs next year, uh, finishing with the ninth seed, the Blazers at eight, and the Pelicans at seven, and OKC at six. Ugh. Big deal or not a big was deal? This, was <laughs> this made yesterday or recently? Yeah, it was made yeah, this morning, I think it was released. This morning? Yeah. Man, I, this man did not go back and like edit <laughs> his work as the offseason went on. Yeah. This is, this is outdated, man. Completely outdated. The Jazz are 53. <laughs> is this guy from Utah? <laughs> he thinks the Jazz will win 53 games. He thinks the Timberwolves will win 49. I think the Timberwolves are going the other direction, personally, <laughs> seeing the way that their offseason's gone so far. Yeah. Jimmy Butler doesn't even want to be there. You have the Spurs at 38 and a half wins. Yeah, 38 is a for bad a team number. That all they did, all they did was bring DeMar DeRozan in. For Kawhi Leonard, who didn't even play for them last year. <laughs> All you did was bring in an all-star starter. <laughs> and you're projecting them to lose more games than they win. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Get this man. How does this man have this responsibility? I have no idea. Maybe, this is ridiculous. Maybe he foresees some injuries coming or something. But uh, we should keep track yeah, of this. See where it goes. That. <laughs> That's how you're basing it. And then, yeah, we'll go back to the, will the Lakers miss the playoffs? Maybe, <laughs> but not with forty-one wins. Yeah, they will not go forty-one and forty-one. This, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. This is jazz Homer over here, <laughs> unbelievable. I kind of would love to see the Jazz finish second. I, I'm gonna, ju- I jumped on that bandwagon last year, and I'm gonna stay on it this year as well. Unless it's Utah Lakers, uh playoff rounds then i'm going lakers but yeah well, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's your worst nightmare dude if yeah. the jazz lakers play each other in the playoffs yeah that would be pretty bad but here's another one draymond green uh claims he's making or andre drummond andre green, <laughs> <laughs> draymond green. 
I combined. I saw Andre Drummond, and I combined Draymond with Andre Drummond. Or like I said, Draymond Green for some reason. <laughs> Anyways, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond claims he's making two hundred threes a day. Um, he says he does it before he leaves the gym. Um, and he's doing them over and over again every day. A uh, big deal or not a big deal for a guy who who's gone three for thirty from three <laughs> in his six year NBA career. So thirty three point attempts in his entire NBA he career. Two hundred a day. <laughs> Is this, this true? not a big deal? But this man's got to stop wasting his time. <laughs> yeah. Like what? Like why are you doing this to yourself? This will never be a part of your game. <laughs> It's such a waste of time. You could yeah. spend this time working on your post-up moves, working on your free throws. Free throws, yep. <laughs> and we see DeAndre Jordan probably goes 80, 90% from the free throw line during practice <laughs> because it's practice. Yeah. You're never going to make these in a game, Andre. Just don't do this to yourself. Yeah, not a big deal. The only way this could be a big deal is if Andre Drummond, seven years from now, finds himself with a three-year, $25 million contract offer from the from Z-Yang China. Gold, yeah, yeah. From the Z-Yang <laughs> Golden Bulls that will let him do whatever the hell he wants <laughs> out there. If Maybe yeah. in shooting corner threes. And you're right, you're right, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what about this one? Kevin Durant jumping on that podcast with uh, CJ uh, McCollum. Um, yeah. Just basically roasting him. A very friendly roasting, I would say. Uh, going at each yeah. other on Twitter as well. But, I mean, some big... I guess some notable quotes from there. I mean, Kevin Durant basically saying, "You, I mean, you know, you guys aren't going to win the championship." And the context there was like CJ McCollum complaining that Demarcus Cousins signed with the uh, Golden State Warriors, and CJ McCollum him wanted him to go to the Trailblazers. Um, Kevin Durant saying, "I mean, why you guys aren't going to win the championship, anyways?" <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Yeah, and no, then, this is just fun. Not a big deal. Yeah, and then the other another part was um, them going back and forth. T.J. McCollum talking about how he felt they had a good shot at winning the championship last year, uh, but some bad things just happened to them in the first round. And uh, Kevin Durant basically saying to his face, you know, well, how'd you play? And C.J. saw and some unfortunate <laughs> situations happened in the first round. Kevin Durant said, how'd you play? Uh, CJ McCall in some unfortunate circumstances and Kevin Durant with the low blow is saying like an eight seed. <laughs> like an eight seed. Right. For the third seed team. Yeah. I mean, when, yeah, if you're CJ, you kind of just have to take it, you know? <laughs> like, yep, that's how bad we played. Yeah. But you just got to take take your L's, come back stronger next year. Yeah. I thought it, I always think it's funny when uh, people blow it up, and I think it's not a big deal. I think these guys are friends and. I mean, they had a good conversation throughout this podcast, and it all had a friendly vibe. And Kevin yeah. Durant didn't say anything that I think wasn't untrue. Or oh, totally, is, yeah. Like, there's nothing thing. to be sensitive about here. These are these are grown men. They can <laughs> handle. They can handle it. They're making enough money. They're having fun out there. Yeah. Well, to close off the podcast here, uh, we're towards the end of free agency. Though free agency never truly ends until the start of the playoffs, technically. But mm-hmm. What is interesting and has been gone and lost is that Carl Anthony Towns is still not signed an extension with the Timberwolves, and we still don't mm. even know if that extension has even been offered. But and it, throughout NBA history, there's been no NBA rookie who has ever turned down a max extension, which is probably what Carl Anthony Towns is going to get, and he definitely should, which is, would be the five-year $158 million. Um, and just a couple of weeks ago, he held a basketball camp 
where journalists who showed up were instructed to only ask questions related to his basketball camp. And I think we all know the reason for that was he didn't want to get questions asked regarding this contract extension issue. Mm -hmm. So what are we seeing, man? Is Carl Anthony Towns going to stay at Timberwolves or is he going to be a restricted free agent next year? Yeah, this is really interesting. I I don't know. And this plays into everything is ridiculous Kevin Pelton projections. <laughs> you project in this team that doesn't even have faith in its young, powerful, talented center mm-hmm. to give him this extension. Jimmy Butler doesn't want to be there. <laughs> and you still project them to be better than they were last year. Ridiculous. Yeah. But I don't know. I think I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave. It's just so all up in the air right now. Like, you, you think they'll probably have some talks. Maybe they can work something out. I don't know if he'll sign a whole five-year extension, though, at this point, if they're not confident enough to offer it him, like, right up front. Yeah, this will be the storyline here heading into the season. If the Timberwolves allow it, but at this point, you got you got still, what, two months till the start of the season? So, three, almost three. No, two months, yeah. Yeah, two months. Yeah. Start, well, yeah, two and a half. It'll start uh, mid-October. Yeah, so there's still a chance that this won't be the storyline going into the season. But crazy thought that after all these trades and maneuvers, the Timberwolves find themselves with only Andrew Wiggins oh, <laughs> as that man, lone star next year. That would not be good. That would not be good. But, uh, hey, we'll see it play out. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This is the Second Stringers NBA podcast. Check us out week in and week out with uh, NBA news, NBA rumors, and just NBA general discussions. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everyone.